This podcast is brought to you by The Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hamster wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, but proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves. I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, super excited to have you here today. Hope you're all well and having fun. So today I really want to explore something I kind of introduced as a concept last week when we're talking about leadership fatigue syndrome, and that's about us as leaders being aligned. And I know for sure that working out our internal alignment is one of the biggest keys to really dealing with leadership fatigue. And one of the biggest things that you can do to really help yourself as a leader going forward. And what I mean by being aligned is being aligned with you. And that's Y-O-U with a capital Y-O-U. And then also there's two parts to it. First of all, that's really understanding what that means for yourself. And then also developing tools and intrinsic habits that can keep us aligned because every day we are faced with people, situation, generally our day-to-day life that knocks us off alignment. Unfortunately for us as expert leaders, there is actually no programs, professional development, one-stuns or pieces of legislation and education that can really help us with this. And because this is all about going inside, it's about using our analytic smart brains to spend time getting to really develop knowledge about one of the most mysterious things on earth, and that's ourselves. And it's probably the toughest thing that we've ever had to educate us on, and it doesn't actually come with an instruction manual. Now, I'm not going to get too woo-woo on you, maybe just a little bit, but I find that as an expert leader myself and working with expert leaders as opposed to others, this is some of the most serious, seriously hard work that we'll do, but it's also some of the most rewarding work. And I do find as we get a bit older, this work becomes, I wouldn't ever say it's easier, but it becomes more urgent and, you know, we um, kind of really start developing it. One of the things I'd like to look up first up is, you know, why do we actually struggle with this and, and why do we particularly as experts? I think one of the reasons is because so much of our self-worth, our goals and our success metrics are really set up for us. As people who, you know, work in businesses or careers that are kind of defined by some form of legislation or have been around for a very, very long time, A lot of expectations of how we look, how we behave and how we do things has been set for us, you know, over a long, long period of time. And our pathway is actually reasonably clear. I'm going to make a very big generalization here. You know that it's been set up by the system. So we go to school, we do a degree, we get a job, we work pretty crap hours, we get promoted, we buy in or we go out on our own and we retire. So there's a lot of work and busy work in here and particularly now 
you know, we have all of this great innovative tech that makes it more that we can fit even more into our day and there's more noise about all of those things, etc. So we don't actually have a lot of time in all of that for self-exploration. And why I know that there's certainly variations, and I think as the newer sort of generations come out, some of that, you know, the gap years and everything do this, I still think there's not a lot of scope for this self-exploration. Questions like, well, this is what I love to do, but is there a different way to do it? Or is working nine to five what I want? How do I actually want to work? Are there other things in life that I want? What are my rules? What are my expectations? Do I understand that success matrix have been kind of developed, you know, over years by a system as of one sort of individual? So we really haven't had that time and space for self-exploration about what we actually as individuals and expert leaders actually want, because particularly in our fields, as opposed to non-expert businesses and some of the startup entrepreneur stuff, which is the rules are being made as they go, and they, some of it is really based on the internal work that they do. We haven't had to do that to set up our businesses and stuff. So we've kind of missed some of that self-exploration, perhaps different problems for them. But, you know, I'm talking specifically about us. And I think another thing too, because we are in, we are leading businesses or we are leading experts, we look around us and everybody else is looking like they're happy and they're doing it this way so they seem okay so what's wrong with me and is all this but we're still all questioning you know is this all there is or is there something else how can we do what we love and most of us love what we do but we're finding ourselves overwhelmed with time and everything else and i think also another thing that happens in this um, day and age is that we're being exposed to a lot of great information actually around this topic so self exploration we have things like ted talk where we can see great thought leaders come in with very high polluting concepts one of my favorites obviously and one of the most watched ted talks is simon sinek you know what's your why and I think when we answered, when we look at questions like that, we read a book on it or we watch even worse, we watch a quick 14-minute TED Talk and we think, well, you know, I should be able to solve that fairly easily, where some of those questions are really deep and quite overwhelming. And then we start questioning ourselves as to why can't we find our purpose or our why. What's interesting about those two things in particular that I found in my own work is that they're actually there. We just got to find them. Like some of these things are not things we need to strategize or read a book on. I mean, but they're definitely got to, you've got to expand and read books on this sort of stuff. But you've got to get curious on to how you come and come to this yourself. And I think I might have mentioned last week, and I've mentioned it before, some of this stuff just creates space. But it's where do you start this exploration? One of the big things I had is people sit down and I've, you know, work with strategists who've done this as well and say, oh, what's your purpose? So asking people like ourselves who haven't really explored sometimes even what we want, what is your purpose? And I've certainly been in strategy sessions early on in, in my career and work on looking at that, and particularly from a business point of view. But it's a pretty high level thing to start with. And then you will answer fairly generically on what you think it should be, as opposed to perhaps what it is for yourself. And then, you know, what is leadership and how do you lead? This was something that really hung me up early one in my first step. And some of that really highfalutin once done training kind of freaked me out a little bit. 
took me a while to realize that being a leader is something that you actually do rather than who you are and that learning about yourself and leading your way and really getting comfortable with that was really the way to do it. It was quite an enlightening and joyful way to do it as opposed to learning leadership in other styles and other people that didn't particularly suit, which was just another exhausting thing that I added to my already overwhelming life. It's really interesting. So, you know, there's a few issues that I've kind of noticed um, both with the work that I do with clients that and certainly the others who who work with clients, but also particularly my own story, is that as experts, we really need to, you know, to get to know ourselves and then to actually develop tools on how we can actually, you know, keep ourselves aligned to that is quite challenging. And we've got our own challenges and going inside and doing some stuff that isn't in books and isn't in legislation or something that we can learn in a two-day seminar is pretty tough to do, particularly when we've been told and educated that that's, you know, if we study and we do this sort of stuff, we can increase our expertise. And the one thing that we really should all be experts on, and that's ourselves, doesn't come with that kind of structure. So that's something, you know, something that we need to look at and something that I hope to give you some hints and tips later on. And the other one, as I said, some of our purposes and you know some of that stuff is really already in a way set by others and by the system itself so we haven't spent the time in any kind of self-exploration and we haven't had to struggle with that because it's kind of been laid out before us even though everybody everybody is different and everybody's internal light or center of gravity or whatever you want to call it is different and then, yes, and sometimes the information that we do have access to now, which is absolutely phenomenal, can just add to the overwhelm that we already have. So one way I really like to look at it, and looking back, these are what it came down to for me, was I started with actually starting to get what do I want my day to look like? Who do I actually want to be hanging out with and working with? And one of the big ones for me, you know, now obviously looking back, how do I want to be treated? And it was these things that I started to work with. Now, I'm really super clear now on my purposes and why, but that took work. But it was these things that started me on my way. And I think too what it did was actually get me some structure in to what I wanted so I was able to make decisions that actually then would decrease my fatigue and I could get more into the other stuff. And to do this, I really started questioning what was around those things, what was making me unhappy, what really got my, what really, you know, got my goat um, and what made me feel good. So when I talk about what will, I want my day to look like, did have some exercise in there. It had that I would actually have a goal and I'd get to it and I'd actually finish it and I wouldn't be sideswiped or distracted and get things, you know, I was always very busy, but I never thought I'd really achieve that much. So I really wanted my days to look a little bit more structured and achieving. And frankly, the big one for me was who who did I want to be hanging with? And this is not physically like individual people, Fred, John or um, Jill or, you know, whoever that may be. This was like the type of people. And I really wanted to start working around people who inspired me, who I really wanted to get out of bed every day. One of my big things that I always learned and I always said was, I don't have to like the people that I work with and that as long as I respect them or they're good at their job or whatever. And you know what? This will give this podcast a a bit of an E rating this week, but you know, that's absolute bullshit. I really 
that was so far out of alignment to what internally I'm about, which is about really working with people I care about. And then I, in professional terms, you know, really love and work and want to, I want to inspire. And I also wanted to work around people who inspired me. There's not many people I meet these days that are in my, there's certainly no one in my inner circle. And there's certainly people that I meet every day, including hopefully you guys listening as well, who I don't find some inspiration from. So that was a really big thing. And I know that if I surround myself with people who aren't within that, nothing knocks me out of alignment quicker. So this was really interesting stuff to do with. And I think sometimes when we look at our internal goals and we really get into the we were the deep and meaningful it just is a little bit overwhelming but it's stuff as simple as this like what inspires you what makes you happy or gives you a smile and what just pisses you off and if you can really start having a bit of a think about that it's really powerful and it certainly helped me I think one way I really like to look at it and look at alignment and what it actually looks like is thinking about a plumb line that they use like in surveying. Now, a plumb line is used to determine a vertical line directly to the center of gravity of the earth. Now, there's one thing that's completely grounded that we can really ground into, and that is earth and the gravity. It's one thing that we can reasonably rely on. Hopefully, we'll always be able to rely on that. So plumb lines, which are made up of a string and then a plumb bob, which is the metal on the end, the weight, they ensure that everything is aligned and centered and right. So for us, you want to be your center of gravity. You really need to understand what your center of gravity is and things that center you and ground you and, and make you really grounded, just like the earth is with the gravity. Now, at the moment, when you look at, so that's the one aspect of that. And the second one is the actual plumb line. So that's actually your tool and your habits and behaviors that you slowly build that will constantly help you stay aligned. Now, at the moment, some of yours, and I know when I started this work, it might just be a string with a tiny, weeny, little tiny, weeny weight on it. And no matter what, you know, things happening, it's always wobbling around. Now, also, it doesn't work if it doesn't have the center to go onto, but you can build both at the same time for sure. So we actually already have our center or our center of gravity. Some people call it North Star. Some people call it your authentic self. There's a whole lot of names. For me, it's made up of all of those things that I was talking about. It's truly your values, what you're aligned to, what makes you tick. And there's a whole lot of story behind that. And there's a whole lot. And it doesn't come with an instruction manual. And unfortunately, this is the really bad news for us experts. It's never done. <laughs> you're always looking, you're always going back and having a look and, and seeing, you know, what is your center and what is your grounding? And it does change over time, but you also get to know it a whole lot better and deeper and deeper. And it can be extraordinarily frustrating at times because sometimes you work through some stuff, you really get aligned and then you find yourself having to go even deeper and deeper. Now, then the other aspect of that is the actual plumb bob, which is the weight at the end. And I like to think of my, um, tools and behaviors and the intrinsic things that I put around myself to try to keep myself aligned. Because every day you, st you get out of bed and you step out of your house or even if you've got kids or dogs or anything, you know, you, you step even out of bed. You're constantly being battered. You're constantly being moved. You're constantly being having, having your, um, that plumb line hit by other things and, and moving out of alignments. So everything just knocks us around so that more you can get in and you can actually have tools and, and habits and behaviors that help you stay aligned, 
the less that will move. And so then I like to see that your weights, your actual weights getting bigger and bigger, you know, as you build it. And some of those things that I'm talking about are, as I said, habits. So, you know, for me, one of the things that I know that is super important for me to stay aligned is for me to ride my horses. And, you know, for a long time I I didn't, and it's extremely hard to do, but I know that if I spend the time and actually do it, I save uh, and I create a lot more time in my day. You know, meditation, running, and stuff like that. So I want to give you a couple of quick tips so how you can look at both of these. So first of all, how you can start looking at thinking about what you want to internally be aligned to, your center of gravity, and then what are some of the habits that you can start looking at that you might want to be to look for you at yourself. So step one is to check in with you and start finding that center of gravity. What do you want? What do you want your business to look like? Who do you want to deal with? How do you want to get treated? How you treat yourself? Because that's that was a big one for me as well, and it's always a constant go. And, you know, what are you doing in your everyday? So start with things like this. What do you want? Not what you should want, but what you actually want. And if you can't answer this question, all right, have a look at things that drive you absolutely nuts. And that means it's definitely going out off center. So if somebody treats, someone doesn't listen to you and that drives you nuts, well, then how you want to be treated is you want to feel like you're listened to. So that's a way to look at it. Anytime you find yourself getting annoyed or feeling off center or feeling out of whack or stuff like that, stop and say, well, what's happened? And perhaps write that down. So things like that. But just start small. Sometimes I find that people find it, just be a little bit more pragmatic about it, maybe start with your business. Start with what you you would want your business to look like. Not what it should look like, what you want it to look like. And start thinking about that. And some people really like to start who they want to actually deal with. So what sort sort of people they want to employ, who they want to be, stuff like that. So start there. Pick just one of them and, and really look at it. And then the next thing, that's going to take a while and you're going to continue to move through it. And I would love to, this is something we work really hard in our leader alignment program and we help people work through that, you know, and it's an ongoing thing, (laughs) but we work through a lot of that. And sometimes it's it's easier to actually work through with other people who are going through the same thing. And then also people who've been through it before, it does speed up the process a little bit. And then the other thing that's going to take a while, but step two is start building your plumb bob. So Right now, you might just have a string, so it's flying around everywhere. So how can we start kind of grounding it so it can start getting a little bit stabilized and a little bit more aligned? And you want to start building this straight away because these tools will help you as you move forward, get to know yourself a bit more, um, understanding what you're actually aligning to. These tools will help keep you grounded on the journey of well and are always super useful anyhow. How you start this process is thinking about stuff that you might have done in the past or you do that you used to do regularly, that if you don't do it, you find yourself a little out of kilter or you're just a raving lunatic to people around or whatever that count is. So usually that's giving you a really good idea of some of the habits that you can get into that really are helpful. And as as I said, you know, don't go with status quo here. Don't get necessarily try things. If you can't really think of things, try things. Start real small though. If you want to think, well, maybe I could start with a little meditation or something like that because that seems to work for other people but I've never tried it. Start with something that takes two or three minutes 
a day or something small that you can see if it works. And I do know that spending time, you know, really grounding yourself, particularly first thing in the morning is super helpful for most people, but you need to find what works for you in this aspect. And think back, think back to when you might've had more time or you didn't have your kids or whatever, what was something that really grounded you? And if you did it, you really had a great day, no matter what happened. Um, That's probably the best place to start and then start building up. The next stage of that, which gets a bit more difficult and does take some skill sets, is when you're confronted with something that you don't like, you know, what kind of behavior or that do you need to put around it? And examples of this is, and these do come up quite often, and it's certainly important for me. If you get in a situation and you, if you've, if you've ever got in a situation and you kind of go, gosh, I would have, you know, I would have done that. A live example that I'm thinking about right now is a client I actually spoke to today who said, Oh gosh, and this is a guy who who's not particularly open, who um, you know quite vulnerably said, "I wish when his name came out for partnership, and I had you know doubts about it that I'd had stand up, but I didn't want to rock the boat." So, just by that statement alone, you know that you're out of alignment. As soon as you think, if I don't say something respectfully or whatever, that I'm going to rock the boat you are out of alignment. Now, the problem with not doing it and not rocking the boat or stirring stuff up or coming across as opinionated, you know, these kind of behaviours we really need to start working on, on how we can do all of that sort of stuff safely. Because when we start doubting that and we we regret not bringing something up because either we didn't have the skills or we thought we were going to rock the boat, you can guarantee you're out of alignment right at that moment. But it's not just that moment. That moment then follows you through because whatever that was that you didn't say or you didn't or you disagreed with or whatever, first of all, you're knocking yourself out of alignment and then that will constantly come back and knock you out of alignment more than likely. And as it certainly has with this example, it's like, well, now we're trying to, this guy wants to come in and, and this guy doesn't want him to come in. And it's like, well, what do we do now? So we have to look at that. So you just need to look at examples. And as I said, we need to look at behaviours and some of those behaviours or things might be boundary setting or how do I cope with a difficult conversation? Or if I get in a situation where I do disagree, how do I negotiate, you know, facilitate that safely and, and respectfully and kindly and train around that Well, some of the greatest skills I think I've ever put in? Because then I could actually align myself and feel safe at the same time. Because particularly as a woman, you know, sometimes that's pretty difficult because if we stand up to things, it does come up over, and I have certainly had this in in my past, now I can honestly say, but I didn't have the skill sets to deal with that. And frankly, I didn't realise I was just completely out of alignment as well. And so, you know, these are the things we've got to look at. So just quickly summarising that, first of all, start to really bring in line with what your centre is. You know, start really looking at on a daily basis what it is that you want, how you want things to look like. You don't even need to spend days and days and days on it, but every day if you could just jot down things, even if that's the things that really, really annoyed you when they possibly, I'm not, frankly, if anything really annoys you on a continuing basis, it's going to be way of alignment of what you want. So you need to then drill down and, and reverse engineer back on what it is that it's actually pushing up against. Because frankly, you should not be getting annoyed all the time about stuff. It doesn't make for very good um, healthcare, you know, and self-care later on. And then the second thing is, 
is how to start the process. Number one, is there something that really grounds you and that you could put regularly into your day? If you can't think of that thing straight away, experiment with some stuff. Start with for really small things, two, three, four, five minutes and see how you go. And then the other thing is, is there situations that you get into that you like conversations that you have avoided or whatever that is. So is there boundaries that you need to set, you know, and start looking at the tools and the skills that could perhaps help you in some of those incidences. So then you'll have intrinsic habits that will be able to be used that won't push you out of your alignment. Because even if you're not quite sure what it is exactly you're aligning in, you will always know you're out of line if you're feeling uncomfortable or you're not feeling great about something anyhow. So hope that really helped. I can guarantee the more you work on this stuff, even on small stuff, it's the best way to ultimately start combating fatigue. Obviously, physical fatigue, you have to take a rest, but there's other types of rest and other ways that we have to deal with that. Because if it was is it just about taking two week, week holidays and stuff, but I can tell you from experience, when you're out of alignment and when you're not really being true to yourself constantly, there's nothing more fatiguing and there's nothing really you can do about it until you either remove yourself completely or you're removed by health or whatever that is. But the idea is to start, you know, bringing yourself back into alignment so you can really be the leader that we all know you can be. Anyhow, thank you so much for your time. I would love to talk to you about this. Jump online book a consultation with me, 15, 20 minutes. I love talking about this stuff. I think it, it, it can be really helpful. We are now running a six-week program called Leader Alignment. It then leads into our main program called Business Habitat. But we do know that if we don't work on some of this stuff first, you won't be then building the habitat um, and the businesses and the teams and stuff that you want later on that if you can get this stuff done first, you'll be less tired and more inspired. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like have a further conversation with jump on blueprinthq.com.au and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation as always be brave